Welcome to this week's episode of the Integra Podcast, where we discuss everything from wisdom to wellness to woo. So, without further ado, let's get to it. Welcome to the Integra Podcast, where we talk about all things wisdom, wellness, and woo. Today, I have with me Arwen Bardsley. Arwen loves to explore the full spectrum of modern science combined with ancient wisdom to help people get their energy back and hold on tight to it. She specializes in helping clients identify the root underlying causes of any type of well-being concern and works with them using all the tools of her even star five-star well-being method to feel energized and balanced on all levels, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. Arwen has not always worked in the healing realm, but was told as a child she had healing hands. So after a 20-year career in human resources, she decided to follow her passion and true calling. She began training in and working with energy healing, but soon realized that she wanted to be able to give people tools that they could take away with them to help them retain the energy and balance they would retain achieve in a Reiki session. At this point, she began to develop what has evolved into the Even Star Five Star Wellbeing Program. She pursued further study to enhance her knowledge and broaden her service offerings. She is a food and spirit practitioner, a low tox coach, and also utilizes her bachelor's of arts in psychology, a Reiki master qualification, and additional certificates in sidereal astrology, kinesiology, Sychem, crystal healing, and aroma touch massage in her practice. Arwen has a huge drive to share her knowledge with as many people as possible, and she loves to communicate and coach so that more and more people understand the ways that they can get their energy back and easily maintain balance in all aspects of their lives. She offers a range of services, including coaching, training programs, astrology readings, and healing sessions. Welcome today, Arwen. I am so excited to have you here with me. And um, did I pronounce that correctly? Is it Sychem? Sychem? It's Sekim. Sekim. Oh, we'll have to talk a little bit about that um, uh, once we get to that. Um, I always love to have my guests share their why or their origin story, why they got into this. Um, How did you make that shift? um, And did it begin as a child? Yeah, it certainly did begin as a child. And thank you so much for having me, by the way, Heather. Yes, my mum was diagnosed with lupus when I was eight. Okay. And um, my first introduction to that was my mum collapsing on the kitchen floor while she was making breakfast. So as an eight-year-old and with a six-year-old brother, that was that was really scary. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she went off to hospital for two weeks at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I mean, I'm sure most people can empathise with the fact that, you know, when your your main caregiver is taken away from you for two weeks at that time and, you know, she's really unwell and, you know, um, 
Yes. Yeah, my brother and I used to love going into hospital to visit her so we could eat the cookies and things that she didn't eat that they gave <laughs> right. her. Uh-huh. But still, you know, but really, you know, you only become aware, I guess, as an adult that, that that was a traumatic experience and that there's things right. that I've locked away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then I think, look, she certainly went down the, the Western medical path with her treatment because, mm-hmm. you know, well, everyone did and most people still do, to be honest. But mm-hmm. she also, and I'm not quite sure, I guess she was, she was very well read and very well educated and she herself explored other things. So, you know, she had a um, traditional Chinese medicine practitioner that she worked with. Right. She started doing... Um, yeah, sort of a lot of things from from the Asian culture. She did qigong, mm-hmm. she um, did yoga, um, and yeah, just explored a lot of different ways to help herself heal as well. And in fact, um, it took many years, but she mm-hmm. did. It was probably ten, ten or so years, maybe maybe a little bit more. And mm-hmm. and she was. Um, uh, uh, defined as somebody that was in remission from mm. lupus. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I suppose her doing those different practices, you know, opened my eyes to it, and it all mm-hmm. just seemed to- totally normal to me. It didn't seem right. woo, as as you said in your introduction for your podcast. It wasn't a woo woo thing. It was uh-huh. just this is something that you can do. Mm-hmm. So that opened my eyes to it. And yes, as you said in my introduction, I remember a couple of people who who in my mum's circle um, saying to me as a child, you've got healing hands. I know I remember mm. specifically who was a kinesiologist herself and I can't remember what the situation was, but she, yeah, she took my hands at some point. She's like, you've got healing hands. So I certainly locked that away as, as mm-hmm. well as the trauma of the situation. Right. Um, and I did in high school considered being um, studying medicine. Oh, okay. Um, but so I started down the path of doing all the things you had to do. You had to study chemistry and you had to um, study mathematics in mm-hmm. high school to be able to get into university to do that because our right. system's a little bit different. You go straight into the medical course rather than doing oh. um, like a science course or whatever first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I I was very good at chemistry, but I hated it. I just found it mm. so boring. <laughs> So I had to sort of change my, and it was only, it wasn't like I was passionate about going to university and doing medicine. It was just, Mm -hmm. I kind of knew I wanted to do something to help people in a healing space. And that was the most obvious thing to consider. Um, Looking back, I regret that I didn't at that time consider doing naturopathy. Mm. but I did do that then in my mid-20s. I went back and started a second degree in naturopathy and meanwhile mm. having done, yeah, my degree in psychology, which obviously is is something that you can use to help people as well. But in the end, oh, yeah. I decided to take that into the corporate world rather than um, practice as a psychologist um, as such. So that's hence, as you said, I, I worked in human resources for about 20 years instead. But, 
yeah, started a naturopathy degree as well, but then mm-hmm. I had babies and got very sidetracked from that and actually never finished it. And then um, came around to sort of midlife crisis time when I was, um, I was 40, I think, 40 or 41 when I mm-hmm. did my first Reiki course because it was just this, you know, it, it had been a call or, you know, a, a call to me. It was something pulling mm-hmm. on me for quite a while. And then I, I just had this space and this um, place in my physical life where I could just suddenly go, okay, I'm going to do this and then mm-hmm. started down the path. But I suppose it's, you know, I've always been a very um, nurturing, caring person to my friends right. and family. But you know, I mean, many people can do that, but not have it as a, as a career. But it was certainly mm-hmm. a big call on me to be able to share that side of myself with a wider mm-hmm. audience, I suppose. Yeah. Um, oh no, it's lovely. Yeah, and and I think um, I've t- I've talked with other um, people on the podcast that you know we don't have to stick. Now, some people do find their passion at an early age and they stay with it. But some people like us as in our um, field, and maybe it's our age too, is that we are, we started out in the corporate world or in those jobs. And then we shifted into these things. And I think it is a testament to anyone, you know, you can change whenever you want, you know, you can ah, so shift and change and transform who you are at any point in your life. So yay. And we're glad that you're here doing what you're doing. So yeah, thank you. And I, and I think, you know, as you said, the, the life experience, the life learning that you have from doing different things mm-hmm. makes you a better healer and helper to other people because, you know, you've got a much broader range of empathy um, right. and understanding. You've just seen so much more in your life mm-hmm. that you can bring that into your work. Mm-hmm. And yeah, probably you've done a lot of your own healing work over yes. the years. You know, you, um, you probably experienced energy healers, Reiki uh, practitioners, uh, you know, astrologers, and, you know, it lit that passion for you um, yeah. to do it in your own life and share that with others. So yeah, absolutely. That, that's so wonderful. So you, um, one of the things in the the bio that I uh, mispronounced is Sikkim. Can yeah. you give us a little information on that? Yes, yeah, sure. So it's um, it's uh, it's another school of energy healing. So mm. it really it was actually developed by someone who was a Reiki practitioner. Okay, and he had a a pull and a calling to develop an energy healing that used a different vibration of healing Mm -hmm. so they say that it's working on a higher energy energetic vibration Mm. than reiki Mm -hmm. Um, and it came from uh, he wasn't egyptian but he had this and you know look i i guess you could argue that many of us perhaps originally came from egypt our Mm -hmm. you know our DNA. Right. Um, so he had a, a big involvement and passion for all things Egyptian, and mm. it came out of his um, came out of that. So this development, you know, he had these 
um, these visions and these, um, you know, this knowing that he mm-hmm. needed to develop this other practice which used this higher vibration. So, so if anybody um, knows Reiki, having done some training in Reiki mm-hmm. as opposed to being being somebody who's received Reiki, you get trained to use specific symbols. Right. You get attuned to the energy. So in Sekem, it's it's and it's and that's the other thing about the pronunciation. There's several different ways of writing it and pronouncing mm-hmm. it. So sometimes it's Sekim and sometimes it's Sekem. Um, but anyway, in that practice, you are trained and attuned to this higher vibration of energy. Mm-hmm. So to me, when I learned about it um, or learned of its existence, I just thought it made sense to bring that into my practice. Mm-hmm. So I'm working on all levels of vibration of energy. Mm-hmm. But really, um, it's, you know, the same as Reiki in terms of it's a hands-on practice. You're, um, as a healer, as a practitioner, you're channeling the energy through your hands mm-hmm. and directing it to wherever you want to direct it to um, and it's just bringing in those other those other symbols that um, then turn on that vibration of energy mm-hmm. very cool yeah. oh yeah. I love that I love it yeah and yeah and uh and you know you may have clients who are more attuned and resonate with the sekim rather exactly. than the reiki you know just like you know, I, my energy healing background is, um, Barbara Brennan school of Mm -hmm. hands of light. And so I I always tell people, I said, none of them are any better than another. It's just what your body and your soul wants to resonate with and, and resonates best with. So that's lovely. I love that you have that as part of your toolbox for people. Yeah, yeah. And, and similarly to you, I always just say to people, it's, you know, the pretty much all traditional practices of healing have an energy healing component throughout the world. Mm-hmm. And they'll all call it something different, mm-hmm. because that's the word that is comes from their language and that resonates with them. But really, it's the same thing. And we're pulling mm-hmm. in universal energy mm-hmm. in all of those practices. And the energy right. knows how it needs to work with you that's what I believe exactly no it's so true it's true because we as the energy healers you know we're drawn to the one that uh resonates best with us and then you know we'll flow best through us to our clients so I love that yeah Yeah. I love that explanation um Mm. so you have this other part also which is astrology um, you studied sidereal astrology, and then you also have, as a component of that, you have medical astrology. And I personally have had a reading with you, um, a medical astrology reading, and it was really fascinating to me because of my own health journey, how it was so spot on to yeah. just how uh, it's it has been through my life, you know, just the complexity of everything. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and how you got into medical astrology? Yeah, how did I get into it? I think, so I started um, studying, I started studying astrology just in general and then Mm -hmm. was introduced to the concept of sidereal astrology Mm. through a Vedic astrologer. Um, And so Vedic astrology uses the sidereal 
zodiac. Mm -hmm. And should I explain what that means? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Explaining the difference between tropical Western and Siberian. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. So, and once again, like with energy healing, you know, most people will be aware that there's a Chinese zodiac. Um, I'm sure there's other other cultures that have their own zodiac and own way of practicing mm-hmm. astrology as well. So, um, the Vedic astrology, for people who don't know, is the traditional Indian practice of astrology, mm-hmm. um, and really goes back for forever. Mm-hmm. Um, So, and they use um, the sidereal zodiac, which means the word sidereal means um, calculated by the stars or of the stars, which seems Mm. a bit obvious. So we're talking astrology. Of course, we're talking about the stars. Right. But in fact, um, the tropic, so tropical Western astrology is the astrology that most people have been exposed to Mm -hmm. in the Western world. And, you know, if you read your newspaper and you look for the, you know, astrology Mm -hmm. section on the back pages to check what's going to happen for you that week, um, then they're they're working with tropical astrology, tropical Mm -hmm. Western astrology. Mm -hmm. And what that, um, that practice was brought in about around 2000 years ago. Mm. um, And it aligns, it, it looks at astrology from the earth, Mm. And the sidereal practice looks at astrology from the view of the stars. Okay. And sidereal means in sidereal astrology, we are basically doing astronomical astrology. So mm-hmm. we see the stars in the same way as an astronomer does. Mm. Mm-hmm. And what that means is that we're actually looking at where the stars are right now. Mm-hmm. And what the difference with tropical Western astrology is that they, or this system decided that that the spring equinox in the Northern Hemisphere, so the March equinox, was where Aries, which is the first sign of the Zodiac, Mm. begins. So Mm -hmm. zero degrees of Aries occurred on um, the spring equinox. And then the rest of the Zodiac followed on from there. Mm Um, and what, but because of what's called the precession of the equinox, which mm-hmm. means that everything shifts a tiny little bit, it's one degree mm-hmm. every 72 years. So over the 2000 years since that system was put in place, things have moved almost one, um, one sign of the mm-hmm. zodiac. So mm-hmm. almost that full, that full sign. So with sidereal astrology, we're saying so currently it's the 4th of May and we are, if we look at where the sun is, as an astronomer would, the sun is still sitting in the constellation of Aries, Mm. whereas our tropical Western astrologers would say, no, the sun has now moved already into Taurus. Mm -hmm. But in actual fact, that's not where it is in the sky. Now, there's plenty of arguments for from people who say well um it's it's about sort of the energetics of it that we Mm. we think that this state is aligned with this constellation and that's Mm -hmm. how we're going to do it so that's the tropical western view Mm -hmm. when i was introduced to this this concept of well let's actually talk about where the stars are Mm -hmm. as if we were an astronomer Mm -hmm. um 
for me as a, I guess a quite a sciencey person I was mm-hmm. just like well why would you do it any other way right. uh-huh. <laughs> um yeah so anyway then um, to answer your first question, getting into medical astrology, uh-huh. I had one of my teachers had mentioned to me a couple of years before that there's mm-hmm. this thing called medical astrology when I'd mm-hmm. expressed to her. So she's she has taught astrology in the past but has been unwell and wasn't teaching astrology, but mm-hmm. she was teaching me other spiritual, um, spiritual things mm-hmm. and so she had mentioned that there was this thing called medical astrology and, you know, right from that moment, sort of my ears pricked up and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, that could be really great for me working in a healing practice. But then I'd let that go and then something came up about it. And to be honest, I can't remember how it came up for me again, but I suddenly mm-hmm. knew that I had to study medical astrology because, mm-hmm. as you said, it can really help people understand yeah that sort of deeper spiritual life path, why am I going through this um, experience from mm-hmm. you know, the point of view of what lessons is this teaching me? Why is this happening to me? Yes. Because sidereal astrology very much is um, a, I, I would call it quite a spiritual astrology mm-hmm. because it looks at um it really considers reincarnation as mm. that's that's how things are and that's not everyone's belief, mm-hmm. um, which is perfectly fine. And if that's not what you believe, then you just look at it as the journey of the life through right. this lifetime. Mm-hmm. But if you um, are open to the concept of reincarnation, mm-hmm. then we're looking at your soul's journey um, in this lifetime, but in relation to the other lifetimes that mm. you've had and are going to have. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I really loved that concept of people being able to have a deeper understanding of why yeah. they were experiencing these things or had in the past, you know, why do I always have a sore right knee or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, and looking at, at that also in conjunction with, um, metaphysical anatomy which is another mm. part of my um, my energy healing practice so mm-hmm. really trying to make people aware of well what are the the underlying emotions what are mm-hmm. the underlying things that your spirit is is needing to learn from this experience that mean that you're and you're not dealing with it perhaps on that emotional and spiritual level which is very difficult because most of us to be honest are not enlightened enough right Um, (laughs) so therefore it gets expressed in the physical body and it's really powerful to be able to understand that at a deeper level and work with it and work through it Okay, so we're talking medical astrology. And um, again, you know, it really does kind of give you that why and how of how things um, uh, are part of who you are, are part of your life's journey. Can you um, kind of share a little more about that? 
Yeah, so I suppose um, when we look, I, I guess importantly as well, a lot of people with astrology, although perhaps not listeners to your podcast because of, you know, what, what you do, but mm-hmm. a lot of people um, only get exposed to their sun sign. Right. Um, yeah, so I think that the beauty of looking at a full birth chart, you know, it mm-hmm. gives you the full picture of that person because your sun sign is is really only one aspect. And some mm-hmm. people would argue that it's certainly not the most important aspect. Right. That, kind of, you know, that I am willpower aspect is, you know, can be definitely overshadowed by like your moon and your your I feel the the whole emotional side of you and how you mm-hmm. um, relate to the world um, mm-hmm. uh, in that emotional way is is super important, um, mm-hmm. as is your ascendant. Um, mm-hmm. So the, the planets, um, the sign, sorry, that was on the horizon when you were born, so um, which is called your rising sign or your ascendant. Now, those, mm-hmm. those are the top three, and we certainly look at all of them in astrology. So what we look at is each of the, um, the signs, the constellations, rules different parts of the body. Mm, okay. And there's okay. overlap. So there's not, it's not just that, you know, Leo rules the lungs and nothing else because there's overlap with, for example, with the lungs, cancer as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But so and then we look at the planets and this is the same for general astrology as well. So the planets are um, like the the action of what's going to happen Mm -hmm. in, in the constellation that they sit in. So if you have... Um, for example, Mars in your in Leo, mm-hmm. then we might say, well, you it may mean that there are things where you're um, you're potentially going to have experiences of um, like an infection even in the lungs or mm-hmm. something sort of acute and hot and fiery might happen in the area of the lungs or anything else that Leo, that Leo rules. So Mm -hmm. it just gives us information that, um, and it's also, it's important to say it's not predictive and it's not, um, it's not determinative either. So Mm -hmm. um, the beauty of it is that we can say to somebody, you've got Mars in Leo. And so therefore you need to take really good care of your lungs. You need Mm -hmm. to be making sure that you're doing, and that's on all levels. So it's Mm -hmm. going out and getting exercise in the fresh air, for example, you know, avoiding toxins, which are all around us everywhere, Mm -hmm. all the the fake fragrances and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, pollution from cars and all those things that are all around all of us all the time, unfortunately, if you're Mm -hmm. living in a city, obviously, which most people are. Right. Um, uh, So, you know, being aware of that, taking care of what you're actually breathing into your lungs, perhaps using some essential oils that are going to help to cleanse the lungs in it, in, you know, diffusing essential oils that are going to be helpful to your lungs. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And then also, you know, the energy of that area and that constellation, the heart, then I very much would talk about your heart chakra, Mm. um, your Mm -hmm. love energy. You know, are you looking after that energy of yourself? Are you bringing love into your life? Are you surrounding yourself with people that love you? Mm. Are you loving yourself? Are you making that apparent to the universe that you do love yourself so that um, it's you know, it's not going to, to, to try and show you that you need to do that through the lesson of a physical illness. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, so it's about then, you know, people having that information to be proactive and preventative mm-hmm. when they know what is, in, what is in their chart. And obviously, you know, we have um, many planets it's like nine planets which are the main planets that we'd look at so that's nine things now you might find that somebody has um uh you know three planets in one area Mm -hmm. a stellium um Mm -hmm. and therefore you're going well you really need to focus on this area because Mm -hmm. it's you know your your lesson in this life is to focus on that area because Mm -hmm. those three planets there are telling you that and those three planets are all going to tell you different things you might have Mm -hmm. uranus there which is you know a planet of sudden change and you can you know so with medical astrology you might have a sudden illness you might have a rare illness you might Mm -hmm. have an illness that is difficult to diagnose Mm -hmm. because you've got uranus there Mm -hmm. um so there's all this different information and it's a lot of information. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you would probably attest to that having done a medical astrology. Right. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 But it kind of, it, for me being because of having the complex, you know, mold pesticide, you know, mold toxicity, as well as, you know, so many levels of healing that have to go on for myself. It really kind of put the pieces in place a little more and helped me go, okay, it's just part of my journey. And, you know, and here are some pieces that, you know, of course my, you know, functional nutritional therapist isn't going to know, you know, isn't going to be part of her stuff. So, because for me, I want to know what it is on every level, you know, and I want to be able to address those so that I can be and in ultimate health. And so I think, yeah, I think this is a, you know, medical astrology is great for preventative, but as well as, oh gosh, I have these things going on. I have Lyme disease. I have this. Why, why can, you know, and, and then you bring in all these beautiful other pieces that the kind of help those puzzle pieces fit together and uh, flow. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. And that's, you know, that's the, the purpose and the benefit of doing it. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's certainly not to make people worry about, well, I could have this or I could have that. And my approach to it, um, I believe, certainly doesn't have that outcome. Um, but people, you know, just just have the knowledge of, of what they need to be aware of. And it uh-huh. is on quite a deep spiritual level that you mm-hmm. can understand or mm-hmm. don't get the understanding necessarily on that level but you have the insight as mm-hmm. to as yes. you said this the deep why as to mm-hmm. you know what what's going on for you right right and it's just like you know 
it, we can either take things very literally, or we can look at it from that spiritual level. You know, people go, oh, I have this genetic mutation. And so I'm going to have heart disease. Well, that doesn't mean you're going to have heart disease because we have the epigenetic part of it where lifestyle and how we do ourselves, you know, do our life path and life purpose um, can shift a lot of those things. You know, we don't have to have our parents' illnesses. We can, you know, do healing in so, in so, on so many levels, like you're talking about, you know? And so uh, I think that's uh, one of those amazing pieces that you bring in. And this kind of helps me kind of segue into talking about your uh, even star five star well being method. So mm. tell us more about that. It um, it said in your bio it includes food, movement, sleep, surroundings, and being. How does that how does that work? Yep. Yeah. So they're my my five aspects of five star well being. So I guess mm-hmm. I came to the concept that. Um, when people were coming to me, because it was quite early in my practice, people mm-hmm. were coming to me for energy healing mm-hmm. and that's great. And, you know, mm-hmm. some people do um, prioritise doing that as a regular thing, which is mm-hmm. even better. Yes. Um, yeah. But um, I knew that then because I would start to talk to them about, you know, well, you know, what are you eating or, you know, how are you sleeping or, um, you know, do you actually get out and, and move your body regularly? Mm-hmm. Um, and I started to realise that a lot of people, you know, they thought that they could just come and have a Reiki treatment um, healing session Um but then they'd go home and drink, you know, three glasses of wine mm-hmm. every night, or you know, they'd they'd not they'd not have that concept of well, if I want to feel this good as I do immediately after doing this, mm-hmm. then I there's so many things that I can do for myself, and that's mm-hmm. what it's all about. Yes. So, I mean, they're pretty they're pretty basic concepts, you know, talking about food. What 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 are people actually eating what food is the energy that we put into our bodies right and you know there's no point in having an energy healing if you're then going to go and eat mcdonald's three nights a week right Um, or i would argue even one night a week but you know exactly a bit open to people's you know Mm -hmm. enjoyment of life um yeah so i um wanted to start to get some more knowledge for myself to be able to pass that on to people and mm-hmm. educate people about, well, you need to, you need to be aware of all these different aspects of nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I then um, discovered Dr. Deanna Minnick, who's how mm-hmm. we met through right. the food and spirit um, course. And um, funnily enough, I actually came across her on a podcast. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> Eight of podcasts. Um, yeah, she was being interviewed by Drew Perot, I think, on it was what was then called the Broken Brain podcast. That's how oh, I Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> great podcast um anyway so yeah so and that the whole concept of I mean just the name food and spirit to me was just 
just lit me up. It was like, yeah, I don't really want to go and do a full-on nutrition course, but I'd love to have a greater understanding of food on its complete vibrational spectrum, you know, which which Deanna covers in the course. You know, what what are the the emotional, the mental, the spiritual aspects of different types of food and aligning Mm -hmm. it with the chakras, Mm -hmm. um, the seven main energy centres, just, you know, that's always been how I've done um, my energy healing is working Mm -hmm. with chakras as well. Uh, or perhaps not always, but anyway, for most of the time. So that mm-hmm. it just completely aligned anyway. So, right. um, yeah, so and then I came up, you know, I did a lot of um, just listening to experts and, mm-hmm. um, you know, reading things and, you know, really trying to um, educate myself on what are the main things that we need to consider with our well-being. So that's how I came up with the five so, yeah, food, pretty obvious, as I've said, mm-hmm. is the energy we put into our bodies. So it's um, talking to people about, you know, I guess the main macronutrients, but also then mm-hmm. on that more spiritual, soulful level of, well, your, um, for example, um, again, let's stick with the heart, your mm-hmm. your heart chakra, your love energy is, is mm-hmm. needing some attention. So perhaps you need to bring some more green foods into your mm-hmm. life which to be honest, probably most people need to bring more green food. (laughs) Of course. Yes, yes, yes. Um, And, you know, and then how can you go about doing that? You know, what are some easy ways to do that? You know, have Mm -hmm. you thought about doing a great smoothie for breakfast where you can just chuck in so many vegetables and Mm -hmm. you don't, you're not even aware that you're getting your, you know, a good three cups of vegetables because you're just drinking it down. Uh Um, so that's that aspect then movement a look Mm -hmm. um, exercise is you know I guess how many people think about it but but I prefer to say movement because it's looking at you know all the incidental movement you get Mm -hmm. in your day as well and it's and it's not about you know necessarily raising your heart rate doing high intensity stuff all the time that's actually really bad for some people exactly um, on an an energetic level and also on a physical level some people just can't do that but for Mm -hmm. some people you know they need to be bringing themselves down to be grounding themselves Mm -hmm. with things more like yoga or pilates or just walking right um so yeah just then um talking to people about that and again you know how can you increase your incidental movement um Mm -hmm. you know can you use a sit stand desk can you walk um part of the way to work or whatever it is Mm -hmm. as well and just making people aware of all the different types of movement that they can do and again bringing it back to well for you um your your heart chakra again might need some attention so um have you thought about doing some yoga with some lovely heart opening poses Mm. have you um consider again you know with that I'd be like you really need to get out into some fresh air you know that's we're talking about the air element we want to Mm -hmm. bring beautiful fresh clean air into into the lungs into the Mm -hmm. heart space to energize that area Mm -hmm. um and look that's it's something that it's a really big value of mine is movement. You know, it's something in mm-hmm. my personal life that I absolutely prioritize. So that's, you know, mm-hmm. something that I'm more than happy to share with people mm-hmm. because it often shocks me how how little movement people get into their lives. And the, oh, the yeah. fact is that the human body was designed to move. You know, we right. were designed to sit in front of screens for eight hours a day plus. 
Um, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's so bad for for our mm-hmm. physical body, and so therefore, of course, you're going to end up having issues if you're not mm-hmm. you're not treating your body as it was designed to be treated. Right. Um, yeah. Sleep, sleep mm-hmm. isn't that, you know, some people would argue that sleep is the most important thing mm-hmm. for our well-being and it's absolutely something that we do not prioritise nearly enough in right. um, the modern Western world. Um, I mean, I think they say it's something like we get, you know, around an hour's less sleep than we did even, you know, 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. People were getting way more sleep than we do now. Mm-hmm. And it's because there's so many distractions. There's so mm-hmm. many things to, to give our attention to that are just uh-huh. brought to us without us having to go anywhere through the wonders of the internet. We can ha- be, get so much entertainment, mm-hmm. so much connection with other people like us right now. We're talking, right. you know, from one side of the world to the other. Exactly. Um, so that's, um, you know, I've, um, you know, educated myself a lot in, you know, the great, great ways of, of sleep hygiene and also mm. then just tips for, you know, how people can wind themselves down before they go to bed, mm-hmm. essential oils they can use, things like that. Um, important. It's so important. Yeah, it's, it's super important. And also it's such an easy way to improve right. your well-being. You uh-huh. know? Like all yeah. you need to do is prioritize sleep a bit more. Exactly. Um, yeah. And you can feel a million dollars. Um, then surroundings, I mm-hmm. love to talk about toxins. Um, mm. so, and I know that's something you're really aware of as well, mm-hmm. but you know, just the biggest ones are fragrances and plastics in my yes. in my mind, mm-hmm. um, and they're things that you know so many people, the absolute vast majority of people, do not really have any concept that mm-hmm. these things are doing them harm. And right. then you know you go into stuff more like like what you've experienced with mold and mm-hmm. being aware of some really harmful um, chemicals that are Mm -hmm. around us all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's then again, making people aware of those things. So that Mm -hmm. that's actually a huge area and, you know, something that in just a quick healing session, I kind of really just try and highlight to people, they need Mm -hmm. to start to be a bit more aware of that. But Mm -hmm. then in my, in my nourish and heal the whole you program where we mm. go into the five star well-being um in depth that's where we we really cover in depth mm-hmm. for each um that program goes through the seven chakras as oh, as its wow. base but mm-hmm. then it's looking so it's looking at well what are the particular um aspects of surroundings particular toxins particular things that you need to be aware of for mm. each one of them okay um, mm-hmm. because so that's a lot of information oh definitely um, I love yeah, that though a, yeah it's a huge area and mm-hmm. then the last one being I just had to have something where I could throw in everything else that wasn't covered <laughs> in those other four <laughs> I love it um because, you know, there are so many other aspects of life. You know, there's right. your work, there's what you do with your time, there's mm-hmm. um, how you are developing or managing your spiritual life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's just everything else. Um, I guess I, I do like to say there's a big a big aspect of that is um, in, in inverted commas, um, mental health, um, mm-hmm. you know, really um, helping people through mental health issues with just, you know, basic tools like meditation. Right. Um, mm-hmm. 
But, you know, our mental state has such a huge impact on yes. everything, everything, and mm-hmm. including on your physical body. So you're, if you're not managing those emotions, those feelings, mm-hmm. those thoughts in mm-hmm. an effective way, then it's going to come out in a physical illness. And mental mm-hmm. illness is, is absolutely a huge part of, of that as well. So it's not mm-hmm. just necessarily going to be in the physical body, but as a mental illness mm-hmm. that can manifest when we're not, um, you know, balancing out our emotions and mm-hmm. and also I believe our spiritual, the spiritual aspect of life. Oh, if we're definitely. not being in touch with our spiritual selves, then that mm-hmm. can absolutely manifest as a mental illness of one kind or another. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so being is just the catch-all for all the other aspects of life and helping people to look at, um, you know, where there is balance, where there's imbalance perhaps and mm-hmm. what, you know, it's even about simple things like changing what they prioritise on a day-to-day basis. Yes. Yeah. 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 No. And that's lovely. And it, you know, that is one of the pieces that does not get addressed a lot of times is that, that being, you know, who are you and, you know, and uh, it's not, it's not about what we do, but how we be really is, you know, so important. So I love that you, um, that catch all piece <laughs> is a part of it because it really is one of those, the most important things, because when we're living on purpose and we're being who we're supposed to be authentically, um, and living our lives and allowing ourselves to follow our true life path, I think that just adds to our vitality and yeah, absolutely, and, absolutely. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. And to our lives, you know, and yeah, having that joy again, going back to the heart chakra, if we're not joyful about what we're doing, that we're spending mm-hmm. eight hours a day doing, or mm-hmm. we don't have outside of our, our work, we don't have that piece that gives us that joy. I think, um, you know, that piece isn't being that, that being piece is not being addressed. So yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. And in mindfulness and however it looks. So, oh, I love that. I love that, that you have that program and tell us what, um, how did you come up with even star as the name? Oh, look, I think it, because, so my parents named me Arwen. Mm -hmm. and they got the name actually from the Lord of the Rings. So it's kind of, Mm -hmm. it is a Welsh name. It is Mm -hmm. used in Wales. I don't think Mm -hmm. it's a common name, but it is Mm -hmm. a name used in Wales. Um, And so in the Lord of the Rings, for people who don't know, um, she's called Arwen Evenstar. And so the evening star is one of the meanings of the name Arwen. Mm. Um, It's also got... um, some there's a meaning of Arwen something like noble lady or something mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> something oh, much I more boring yeah. <laughs> I like um, the even star I like the celestial beginnings yeah, of your life yeah, absolutely <laughs> so I look at just to me it was never going to be anything else mm-hmm. so um yeah so it's um and I wanted to have obviously the word well-being in there mm-hmm. and yes and I just and I think you know it's um, a really nice um, image or connotation that it brings that, yeah, we are, you know, we're reaching for the stars, we're reaching for a higher level of being and of healing and of wellness mm-hmm. um, that you can, and but also 
um, I would hope that I can be like a guiding star for people to yes. help them, you know, navigate that journey. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, do, I think it fits. But look, it, to be honest, it was there was no thought about it. It was just like that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> that is wonderful. Well, this has been such an amazing conversation, and I'm so glad that you are here with me today. Um, Yeah, Arwen can be reached through evenstarwellbeing.com, correct? Yep. Mm -hmm. On Instagram at evenstar.wellbeing. Yep. And on Facebook at evenstarwellbeing. Yep. And you also have a podcast, correct? I do. I have a podcast called Five Star Wellbeing. Awesome. Um, <laughs> the five star well-being podcast which uh-huh. is on all platforms and um look like you i have interviews with lots of different people um mm-hmm. you know everyone from musicians through to naturopaths through to um, massage therapists um look really just covering the full spectrum of um of well-being so mm-hmm. you know i i um think that there I've got some really interesting interviews mm-hmm. on there and that's certainly the feedback that I get so um yeah I'd love everybody to um to hop over there if they you know if you're enjoying this podcast of Heather's then I'm sure that you would enjoy mine as well oh definitely they align really nicely together so thank you again for being on here um this has been another episode of the Integra podcast where we talk about everything wisdom wellness, and woo. Catch you next time. Today's podcast is brought to you by Integra Holistic Wellness, home of the Integra Wellness Method. At Integra Holistic Wellness, we recognize that you are made up of four integral parts, body, mind, spirit, and soul purpose. When you work with an Integra Holistic Wellness mentor, you'll be guided how to integrate these four parts of your being through nutrition and movement mindfulness and emotional release, connection to others and your higher self and your soul's true purpose. To find out more and connect with Heather, contact her at support at integraholisticwellness.com. That's support at integraholisticwellness.com. You can also catch her on Instagram and Facebook at integraholisticwellness. That's I-N-T-E-G-R-A holistic wellness.